Hello and welcome to A Bit Above Podcast. I'm Audra. And I'm Hadassah. And we are two average women living oceans apart. Our show displays a reachable lifestyle where we work to be better versions of ourselves in our day-to-day life. We know that the constant strive for perfection can lead to anxieties and disappointment, so we make changes that enhance our lives without giving up the things we love. Join us each week as we chat about motherhood, positivity, feel-good stories, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Friday's episode of A Bit Above. This week, we're going to have a different kind of episode because, well, we're going to blame it on our cats. <laughs> from from countries apart, our cats individually have something against us. I know. they. It seems like they have made a connection in cat world and they have plotted against us. And <laughs> my cat made my computer water damaged and what did your cat do Audra? Um, my cat broke well apparently he's a climber and so he's like eight or nine months old now and who knew that he could climb quite as high as he chose to this morning and broke or not broke he dropped my favorite purple mug which was on display because it is not for use and it landed on my very large crock pot the base, the inside ceramic piece, and shattered both items. Now, here's the thing. I have two laptops and Audra has four crockpots. <laughs> so <laughs> we do acknowledge the fact that we have plenty in our life that, to be grateful for. <laughs> but, you know you're going to say that. Well, you didn't think I'd call you out for four crockpots. How about how you reacted to <laughs> one breaking? <laughs> Hey, just to be fair, they're four different sizes and it's the most used and beloved one. That's why it was on the drying mat on the counter and not put away. And my daughter was done using it. (laughs) Well, the problem with my laptop is that the one I was using before has enough room for like all the editing and pro and recording stuff. So um, I kind of need it. I cannot do it on the laptop I have. It's more of like a Chromebook. So it is like pretty upsetting, but we, there's so many ways to podcast that even if we didn't have, if even if I didn't have another laptop or whatever it is, like we would have figured out a way because it's so easy. The problem is, is that this all happened last night. So we're actually recording today on Friday, according to our lucky stars. Hopefully we will get this out on Friday as well. Um, but Either way, we're here and we're ready to just kind of chat. (laughs) Yeah, like it might come out later than normally, but hey, we're just, you know, working with what we got. And what we got is two cats that were on a different mission than we were this week. (laughs) I love it how we're blaming our cats, but like, whatever. (laughs) We we believe it's our cats' fault. (laughs) I know. know. Like this week, it's their fault. Next week, it'll be someone else's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have decided to plan a different kind of conversation today and it, uh, some might call it a game I would call it a game just for it to have like a fun you know twist but it also could be kind of seemed as a chapter book of little mini stories and we're going to do this little communication game that I have made my husband do like once and <laughs> never have it again but whatever well maybe we'll have more chapters in your standalone chapter with your husband This is true. So we, um, okay. So I'm going to ask you, Audra, and also myself, a time in your life and an emotion, and you're going to have to give me an example of a moment in your life that you had this feeling. So I'm going to start and just give you the first one as an example so that um, you can see instead of explaining it too much, just you'll you'll see. So So we're not going to like yell out the answer and be like, childhood, dad. And you're like, my fish died. It's a speed round. It's like a mini round, a mini speed, like a walk, a casual walk. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So when you were a kid, Audra, when was a time that you felt recognized? Okay, I was a super lame. (laughs) And the first thing that comes to mind is when I got my yearly perfect attendance award at the end of the (laughs) school year. No, I forewarned you. You're lame. How many years? Um. Every, every year. <laughs> so every year you got a perfect attendance award. Yes, because I didn't skip school except for senior year. I don't even know if they did perfect attendance awards that year because we all had that infamous senior skip day. 
it makes me feel like we would not have been friends in school. (laughs) (laughs) No, because, you know, you would have been skipping class and I would have been the one that was like trying to secretly get you back into school without anyone noticing. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want you to get in trouble. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So mine would be like, see, if we were playing with my husband, I would have told him he has to ask me the question so that it would feel like communication, which is why he hates me so much. I make him repeat the question. Maybe he doesn't like this game or this chapter. (laughs) Well, he said he said it was nice to communicate. You know, he did say it was nice, but I think he just didn't like how like annoying I was about like the rules and like how long the game lasted. (laughs) Oh, oh, so when you're like in charge and he has no idea what's coming or how long it's going to affect his life, he's like, whoa. (laughs) Is that not like relationships in general? Okay. Anyways. So for this, like, I've decided that I cannot think of anything that, like, a time I, no, I mean, a lot of my recognition was from myself, you know, maybe I can say that, like, I recognize myself. (laughs) I like that. What did you recognize about yourself as a child? Well, like, I didn't really, like, I I didn't do my homework. I was late to school. Wait, that's not the stuff you're supposed to recognize. (laughs) But I'm saying, no, I'm saying, like, I didn't have the things to recognize because what did I do? Well, what oh, were you I, doing? I graduated eighth grade. Well, what did you do when you were in class? Wait, let me, be, wait, let me <laughs> recognize what you were doing. <laughs> let me be clear that I did graduate high school. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I didn't have a graduation because I did it online and I graduated when I was 16. So I guess we can say that. Let's just do that. I graduated at 16. All right. So Audra. What time in your adult life, that's 18 and above, did you feel misunderstood? Oh, when do I not? When you have social anxiety, when that kicks in, I 100% feel misunderstood because I get very quiet and reserved and people don't know how to react. They don't, they think my mood, you know, is like that I'm sad or unhappy or even upset. And really, I'm just quiet and processing things on my own internally. So externally, I'm just mum and they don't know how to take that. So they misunderstand. Quite often. Yeah, I relate to that. Definitely. I always feel misunderstood because of that. Because you think like, if only they would understand. But part of it is kind of having to explain it to people, which is not something that we always want to do. You know what I mean? Like, we we don't want to always have to be explaining ourselves to people. And how much does that even make them understand? You know? Oh, yeah. If somebody doesn't get anxiety or have it themselves, I don't really feel like they get the whole scope of what a person goes through with it. And like, literally it's a process. And when you have anxiety, you try to find out quick ways to resolve the moment of anxiousness, which could be a moment. It could be minute, hours. It could last days. I mean, it varies from person to person. So when someone doesn't know how to would deal with somebody with anxiety, you know, there's just a lot of unknown and there's a lot of misunderstandings because nobody knows. So what moment as an adult for you over the age of 18, did you feel misunderstood? Um, well, I feel that also every day in here in Israel, just like I'm not around other Americans. So people don't understand me. So when this is pretty literal for my life, because you just can't understand someone from another culture and language, you know, it's there's always like misunderstandings or like miscommunications. Um, specifically, when people call me a mail order bride uh, or like ask if I am like in front of me, this yeah. happens all the time. Really? Yes. I mean, people that like, are people are truly serious about that. They truly wonder if I'm a male or a bride. Do you ever just want to mess with them and go, yeah? Well, I mean, at first I got very offended, but it's been a while since I left the house because of <laughs> Corona. So it's been a while, but... um, That's Great. Now they're like, well, I've seen this, you know, person in the neighborhood. She's been here a little while. <laughs> okay. So, um, Audra, when, when was a time when you were a kid that you felt surprised. All right. So this one, the first thing that comes to mind, it's not really that like I was surprised by like something like happening to me, but I will say that my parents and my aunt took us and my cousins all fishing. And I have four cousins. I think there was at least four of them. There's four in one family. And then I think it was another aunt and maybe their kids as well. I'm not a hundred percent but we have a large family. So there's usually a tons of kids involved, but my cousin, David, we were all fishing on a bridge and he swung his fishing pole back to throw it into the water. 
But when he flung it backwards, he hooked his sister, my cousin Amanda's pants. Like to go like pulling the fishing pole forward and realized there was the whole thing about getting the fish hook unstuck from her pants. Did they did they stay on like the pants? No, they got ripped and like it was a thing. And like we were all really little. And so I like vaguely remember like the situation, but like the stories about her are still hilarious to this day. But at least she got hooked by her own brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. What was the time that I was surprised as a kid? So I believe I was like 17 years old. My mom surprised me with tickets to Nashville. Actually, this is so weird because um I, I forgot about this, but she gave me Bobby's first book signed or second book. I think it was the second book. And inside were tickets to Nashville. And my mom is so cute that she like emailed Bobby Bonchel like trying to get us to be able to like come and like visit. Like I mean, obviously they didn't respond, but whatever. It's cool. It's fine. Wait, we should also mention now that I met your mom, your mom knows so much about the Bobby Bone show. Right. We need to have her on and we need to ask her like Bobby Bone show trivia just to see how much knowledge this woman has. Because I was blown away in the short conversation of how much she loves the show. Well, okay. Well, being part of the B team group, I see people that really know the Bobby Bone show. I don't know if my mom is the most knowledgeable. I think she knows, but she doesn't like know everything. Yeah, but she's she's super passionate about it too, which makes it all that much more awesome to talk to her. This is true. But yeah, we went to Nashville. I went with my older sister, my oldest sister and my mom. And it was awesome. I mean, it was my first ever like adult vacation, even though I was like, well, 16 or 17. But uh, we went into like Margaritaville and like got drinks and stuff. And there may have been some lack of idea on my part because I was not of age, but they didn't card us. So <laughs> yeah, fun fact, Margaritaville never never carded me the next time I went either so do not go to Margaritaville people have your ID with you do not listen to us but just be responsible drinkers fine there you go there you go what was the time in your adult life that you felt awkward do I not? You would think you grow out of it when you're a kid. <laughs> Things in like your teenage years are awkward. Your 20s are awkward. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're still in your 20s. You're not awkward enough yet. But what? I'm so awkward. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're still, you're still awkward. But it doesn't go away no matter how old you are. But <laughs> my story is so terrible. It's terrible, but it's funny. But okay. My beloved Aunt Teresa. <laughs> I love you Aunt Teresa you have passed away and I'm very very sorry <laughs> but the story is regarding your funeral so for this particular funeral we had a funeral at a parlor okay so a parlor a funeral parlor oh yeah okay. so driving by myself I go to the funeral when you leave the funeral, there's a processional line, meaning one big long line where you put on your hazard lights, those yellow blinky things, and you're all in one long line and everybody respectfully does not cut out in line and the whole family makes the drive to the cemetery where you have the, you have the cemetery, you go to the cemetery. The, the funeral. The, the burial. And the burial. Bur yes. How do you say that word? Burial. Burial. <laughs> burial. <laughs> It's spelled burial, but I pronounce it burial. <laughs> Try that again. Right. Burial. Say burial again. Burial. <laughs> Anyways. Awful. So I go to the burial and because I led the processional line, my vehicle was in front. So when you leave the cemetery, which is all gated in and there's one road that goes in, you obviously there's you know, tombstones everywhere organized, but there's only like a certain path that you can drive down. And it is only, it's not even like wide enough for a car. Let's be honest. These things are more narrow 
than they are the width of a vehicle. But you all stay in a single file line because you can't obviously drive over graves. And we have the whole burial ceremony. (laughs) I just keep sticking that word in there. And it was a super cold, super windy day. The chairs blew over. Nobody could sit down because you're probably going to get blown over. Freezing, frigid, frigid day. We all go to leave. I get into my SUV. It doesn't start. I'm thinking it's cold. It's going to be a hot moment. I can do this. Everyone is waiting for me. I try it again. And much like my Aunt Teresa that passed away (laughs) days weeks earlier, my vehicle died. (laughs) At the beginning of a processional line inside a cemetery. My aunt, who is behind me, comes out and she's like, Adi, what's wrong? I'm like, my vehicle's dead. And she's like, oh no. no. So we talked to the, like the people at the cemetery, because when you leave a burial, they put the casket in the ground and they covered it with dirt and all these things, right? So they're there. They're watching what's happening. And I'm like, how on earth do we do this? Because I'm at the beginning. It ain't like I was at the end, which would have been way more convenient. I'm at the beginning. So all of these people have to figure out a way to drive around me and not drive over another grave. Like we want to, this is like the most awkward thing in my like whole life, I swear. And it was all with close family and friends, not even like complete strangers. I probably wouldn't feel that bad. Like I'd feel bad. Let's not get me wrong. I, it's a cemetery. I'd feel bad, but I wouldn't be as awkward or as embarrassing as it is with family and friends. So I don't even, they did it. I, I don't even remember how, but they, they got <laughs> everyone around me. I felt like, you know, it's one of those moments where you're stuck behind someone who's driving ridiculously slow and you just want to like flip them the bird, but you know, you're at a Burial, so no one's flipping you the bird, but I'm sure it made people upset. And they all had to drive around me. They had to open up the back gate and like have people go in reverse to try to get out because my vehicle stuck. And then the best part, okay, there's two best parts. One, Aunt Teresa was fully buried. She was good to go. I watched those people to the end and she was okay. Like mission completed. Good job, guys. The other thing is when you call AAA and you explain to them where you are and the AAA guy is like, I'm driving around all these streets and I don't see your vehicle. And I had to express to him, I'm inside the cemetery. I'm not on the outside on the side street. You can come the cemetery to come tow my vehicle. Yeah, that that was on the coldest day of the year. That was very, <laughs> very memorable. And no one will let me live it down. Yeah, I bet the family's all up on you on this. <laughs> I swear, I you know, all I ever say to people is she had a very great burial and it was a fully completed process. And I took very good care of her the entire time. <laughs> I've never watched one all the way to the end and before that day. So I can fully say I have watched it from the beginning to the end. Well, I hope this story never ends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's ending. That was, it was like years ago. I love her. I mean, she was a cool aunt. She used to draw in her red lipstick and draw in her eyebrows. Like she was the cool aunt for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my awkward moment is basically also like all the time every day, which was going to be what I said also, but now you said it. So Another uh, example would be when I first came to Israel the first time when I was 18 or so, I came on birthright, which is, I mean, a lot of people would know it's like a trip to Israel. Um, It's like a free two week, whatever day trip to Israel. I can't even talk, but um, basically I, I went around Israel asking people if they want to sleep with me by mistake because of the language. So I... (laughs) Don't choke on your water. <laughs> my water. What on earth is happening? Like you use the wrong word. Yeah. So to say to smoke, it's le'ashen. Okay. And to sleep, it's lishon. <laughs> so I said, do you want to, to sleep with me by mistake? Because I didn't know the difference, right? Oh, it sounds the same. Le'ashen, lishon. That's way too close. Way too close to have two totally different meanings. And people definitely gave me cigarettes, like <laughs> that's for <laughs> sure. But 
I did. I did. They laugh at me and I thought they were just being nice. That might have happened. I learned very close to the end that that was not the word. Nobody told you like at the beginning. Mm -mm, Not at all. Oh, that's so mean. They probably knew that's mean. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I saw the same people every day for two weeks. No one said anything. Those people are going to get and they are off. You know, I know you don't do Christmas. I was going to say they're off the Christmas card list. (laughs) (laughs) The Hanukkah crime list. There you go. Oh my gosh. I'm glad our awkward stories are over. I hope we have no more in life, but I doubt that. Uh, Trying to think. I think that's the only like awkward kind of one, but okay. One, when you were a kid, did you feel trusted? Okay. This one is funny because small town, there's a little orchard, not there anymore. It was like called the hillside orchard. And it was this little stand on the side of the road, but like, we're not talking like the main street, but it's a small town people. It's okay. And they sold corn and you buy corn by the ear and usually buy a half dozen or a full dozen. And they had other vegetables and fruits and whatnot. So my grandmother ran a daycare and sent a few of us kids up there with money. And I always got to hold on to the money because I was the most trusted <laughs> with money. Imagine that people trust me with money because I am so good. We literally can go in the store with $20, buy 10 things and still come out with $20. I'm that good. But my grandma trusted me with the money. We go up there. She says, get me a dozen corn. Now we also grew up knowing that you get a baker's dozen, which means 13. So that if one of your ears of corn aren't good, you have that extra one. And this orchard, the people that ran the little stand knew that baker's dozen all the time. Like that was a thing. You A dozen ears of corn really means 13. Well, I guess we lost count somewhere between the three or four of us that had went. And we came back with 17 ears of corn, but was only (laughs) charged for the quote unquote dozen. (laughs) So you're saying you stole corn? There was extra corn involved. And I don't know. I'm sure my grandma was like, bring the extra corn back or bring, you know, here's a couple more, you know, it was, it was literally like change. Like it was so inexpensive to buy corn back then. I think it was like $2 for like a dozen. So it's just like, here, bring some change back. But yes, I was trusted with all of the money, but on that particular day, we did not pay attention and we brought back way more corn than we should have. Hey, I would trust you just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny though, because we were so little, but I mean, like we're talking like probably nine to 12, somewhere in that age bracket. What was your most trusted kid situation? Mm, I think like anytime I babysat, just because people trust me with kids because I was good with kids. Um, then I like didn't babysit kids because I wasn't around them. And then I forgot how to do it. <laughs> but then I had a baby. Forget how to babysit. No, no I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Riding a bike. You don't forget like how to babysit your kid. I know. I like I specifically did not babysit when I came here because I was like, I don't know how to do it. But now I have a kid. I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, I was able to figure it out now. I mean, I had books, but like whatever. <laughs> okay so what was a time in your adult life where you felt appreciative not appreciated appreciative (laughs) appreciative so this just happened recently and it took a hot minute but literally last week was my birthday and my best girlfriend who lives down in north carolina shout out danny because i know you're listening um she makes t-shirts with a cricket machine and she sent me two t-shirts for my a bit above podcast and it says a bit above podcast in progress and she got me she made me a long sleeve and a short sleeve oh my god that's so sweet I saw a picture it was so cute it was so cute it was so she's so thoughtful in that way like it like amazed me. Like I was like, I did not suspect a thing and it was like the best thing ever. I was like, oh, so I can walk around with people asking me like, what is a bit above podcast? Why, why is it in progress? I'm sure, you know, you probably get so many questions like that. I'm curious because I don't wear a lot of shirts with like logos and stuff and words on them. So I'm thinking like, you know, it's like people are going to ask me things. So I'm just like waiting, but I have to wait till we can wear shirts without five different layers over them because <laughs> it's freezing here. It's winter. <laughs> okay. So my most appreciative moment, I mean, there's been a lot, but the one I'm choosing is after I met my husband 
probably like a few days afterwards, I got mono, not from him, but probably more because of the people I was living with at the time, just because there was a lot of like younger adults that were just like all living together. But um, he, I was in the hospital for a few days. I was sick for like a few weeks, like a month or two or so. And it was insane. It was right after he did not have to do anything to help me. And he took off of work to be in the hospital with me. And he like made me tea all the time fed me, took care of me. I mean, truly the the place, the program that I was in at the time did not even help me whatsoever. Like the, the administration of them, they were like pretty much an internet scam. It was like actually crazy. But um, he was like there. He was like my nurse. Wow, that's amazing. And that was right after you guys had started dating? Yeah, like that week. Whoa. Oh, and no wonder you married him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically it always comes back to that. <laughs> like my mother always says it whenever I like complain to her, because I don't obviously I never, but if I were to have <laughs> complained, she's like, but you know, you just have to remember every single time that he's helped you when you were sick in the hospital when you first met and had mono. And I'm just like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Way to go, mom. <laughs> no, I don't. I wasn't even trying to imitate her. Let's be clear. I don't know why I use that voice. <laughs> My mom's my biggest fan. I shouldn't, I shouldn't use that (laughs) What was a time as a kid that you had the feeling of being forgotten? Oh my heavens. Unfortunately, this happened often. So my parents worked. (laughs) This is so sad, but it's stupid, but it's Uh my parents worked like second and third shifts when I was really young and I would be in brownies and my dad would like forget to pick me up. I'm sorry, what's brownies? Brownies is before Girl Scouts. It's a little um, all girls organization that helps you like, you know, kind of like Boy Scouts and whatnot. Like you okay. earn badges. Well, I know what Girl Scouts is. <laughs> yeah. So Brownies is before Girl Scouts and they're little brown uniforms and little brown stashes. And you said you would be forgotten there? Like they wouldn't yeah, pick you up? after class. So what happened? What so happens? the instructors had to stay with me and they, this is before cell phones because clearly I'm much older. So all you had, you had to go into this because it was inside the church in this room in or the school rather, which was attached to the church. But um, they would go in and have to use like a landline and try to call. And if nobody picked up the landline on the other end, you would just try to call back, but you can only do it so much and just wait. And I think one time we waited like an hour for him to like wake up and come get me. So it was kind of embarrassing, but I definitely was forgotten. But they worked, like I said, the the second and third shift. So like kind of it was hard to like live life that way. And that's why my grandma thankfully had a daycare and we hung out there most often. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I know that was forgotten, and again, sorry, mom and dad, but they forgot my 16th birthday. Oh, no. Yep, totally. It was a half day of school. I broke my favorite necklace in the whole world that day. And then I came home and there was, you know, you're 16. I'm thinking it's a memorable moment. I know I'm not going to get a new car in the driveway. And I didn't have my driver's license or anything like that yet. So I knew that wasn't happening. But thought there would be a present or a card or something, but nope, they forgot entirely. And then the next day they gave me a card and said that they were just messing with me. That they forgot, but they 100% forgot. Oh no. Do you know, (laughs) speaking of forgetting birthdays, uh, I don't know if he's going to want me to say this, but, um, Orel didn't have a bar mitzvah party. Like all his brothers had one, but he didn't get one. Wait, because he got forgotten or like they were just like, we're over it? <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, it, it they just didn't have one. He didn't have one. Oh, I'll have to ask him more about that. Wait, wait, but wait, not only did he not have a bar mitzvah, but Uh-oh. his brothers had like bar mitzvahs the size of weddings. Whoa. <laughs> okay. There's way more to that story. Holy wow. With like torches and like buffets and like um lighting and bands and everything i mean like a legit was a wedding like i'll have to show you a video of that because i actually have one i'll share we'll do like a zoom and share share screen it whatever oh wow i'm sorry Arel. i don't well, really want to know why he got forgotten <laughs> well i probably <laughs> isn't any of our business but i mean i <laughs> 
I feel so bad. Like, I feel like I was sent to his life to make him feel the special feeling of his bar mitzvah. So every birthday I buy him like a bar mitzvah card or I like write him a bar mitzvah letter. Yeah. And I told him when we're lit, when our kids get older that every year on his birthday, we'll like sit him on a chair and lift him in the sky and dance with him. Like they do at bar mitzvahs. Okay. (laughs) Don't overexert yourself. I would not commit to that. (laughs) Unless you have a whole lot of sons and you wait till they're teenagers. Like not happening. This is such a sad um, category. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I was writing these lists, I was like, wow, it's going to be such an emotional episode because we're going to be talking about all these heavy emotions. (laughs) And the whole time I've been laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Even my funeral story. It was really sad. That's the best part. (laughs) It was really sad, but you know, I had a a really bad situation. It had a really good ending. (laughs) It was safe and sound. Okay, well. I actually have a very sad forgotten story. Oh, okay. So when I was in elementary school, and now bear with me because there's going to be words here that are said that are from my past. (laughs) And they're definitely words that you will not understand, but I'll explain it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the teacher is um, basically the school. What they did was each teacher nominated like one or two students in order to be up for like this raffle. Um, for every Friday, which is for what they, it was called Kugel cards. Okay. And you're like, what is Kugel, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Kugel is? I, I don't even know that I'm understanding the word correctly. <laughs> oh, so I'm really at a loss. Google? Okay. Say it. Google? <laughs> no. <laughs> what, do you, what is the word? Um, Look on the paper, okay, and look to see where it says Kugel cards. <laughs> oh, Kugel. <Google. laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Kugel. <laughs> no, and you know, it's okay. You don't have to pronounce right. But basically, it's like if you take potatoes and you grind it up and like you bake it with like oil and like egg and salt and pepper. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know how to make it, but I have to, you know, it, maybe we'll have to do like a recipe where we both make it for dinner one night. <laughs> I don't know if we'll roll I'm it. I'm down yet, but... if uh, we figure out what's in it. <laughs> it. Yeah. I just told you like potatoes, grind it up with like salt, pepper, like all that stuff. It's kind of like literally... a big old muffin, but made of potatoes, like a pie. It's like potato pie. It sounds like, like, um, Shredded hash browns with eggs. <laughs> I make like Whatever. on the weekends. Well, so can I get to my story? Yes. Oh, we'll talk about Kugel later together. Okay. <laughs> Just remember, you brought that up. <laughs> I know. Like, I honestly, I was going to like, I was wondering if I should keep it very vague, but I'm like, why not go into the whole description? But basically, so it would, you would get these cards and you would every Friday, right before school would be over they would announce it over the loudspeaker, the winner. And I never got nominated for a Kugel card. (laughs) Never. Wait a minute. This Kugel thing is a food, but you get a card (laughs) for the food? No, whoever won it got like a piece of it. (laughs) Got a piece of the Kugel? (laughs) We grew up so very different people. I don't know if anyone else understands, but my mom does. If you are giving out pieces of potato with egg, I don't like eggs. That's that's not what what it is. It's not potato with eggs. It's very yummy, especially if you cook it for a while, like overnight. We need to figure out this recipe, people. I don't. I don't know. I'm not getting it. Wow, my back hurts from laughing. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, but I waited to hear my name. I was always like super socially anxious. I would be like embarrassed if I won, but I also like deep down wanted to be like in a school play. Like I wouldn't um audition because I would be like socially anxious, but then I would also want to be in it. You know what I mean? No, I totally get that. Like I did chorus, but I always wanted to stand in the back row every time we had a choral concert. A choral concert? For chorus, you have oh, okay. Don't know what that is, but whatever. Um, oh, 
Okay, well, see, I don't know what choral concert is. You don't know what kugel is. <laughs> Mine doesn't involve food, though. Wait, um, go look at look at my Zoom and you see my name. Say my last name. <laughs> this is not good, people. <laughs> Try it. Uh, it's like talk. What? <laughs> it's like it's spelled like Tzak, people. <laughs> okay, T. D A C H. Talk, 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 talk. Sach. 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 You gotta spit in more. I don't know. Sach. Sorry, wait, you know, people are probably trying to have a nice day. <laughs> We're like snorting into the, the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay, so the next one is. Tell me a time in your adult life that you felt empowered. Easy. Starting a podcast. Why is that? Finally having a voice that people choose to want to listen to. Because it is a choice that you listen to us all. But that we can actually talk about things freely. Like I can voice my opinions and have my voice be heard. And that's very empowering to me. Yeah, definitely with you on that. But mine would be having a baby. And I know that it's not, well, see, it wasn't right after I had a baby because, you know, (laughs) I felt very weak after that. And it's like, it was hard, but just something about having a child made me remember not to be a people pleaser and not to let people step on me. And there are so many times that I've made decisions based on what other people wanted. And I'm at a point when it comes to being a mom, which part of being a mom is being happy in myself and being a a good person. And that is just reminding me and empowering me to just not worry about if other people like me or not, or if other people agree with me or not, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just doing what's best for myself. And I trust that in myself and I'm doing what's best for my family and for my, my close friends and for my children. Like the people who matter to me are, are the ones getting all my energy so that other people, you know, don't, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. It's empowering to hear you talk about how you're empowered. (laughs) Okay. When was a time in your kid life that you felt sneaky? I don't think I ever felt sneaky. And I say that because I was so worried about getting into trouble and doing something wrong that I, I never did anything that we weren't supposed to do. I kind of let my sister do all of that stuff. <laughs> she got in trouble a lot. We were very sneaky as kids. So, um, but there's a specific time that really stuck out and it's the time I hacked into the internet. Oh, okay. Number one, you're a triplet. So you always had two accomplices probably with you at this all is times. True. Yes. But how, how old were you when you hacked into the internet? Well, not in that hacky term, you know what I mean? But you'll, you'll hear. So my parents did not let us on the internet and they also didn't let us in the same room as internet. Like if they were on the internet, we were not allowed to be there with them. And (laughs) my mom, she had a laptop with internet on it, but she had something called safe eyes, which is like an internet blocker thing. And so she basically said like, you had to log into this thing before you can access the internet so i was taking computer lessons in school so i was learning all these like new things not internet lessons but like actual like microsoft word powerpoint all that stuff and there's a way that you can screen screen clip or something like screen clipping or something where you can take a picture of the screen so my smart bottom screenshotted the whole computer screen when it was not connected to the internet and when my mom was on the internet one time when she wasn't there, when she was, when she had left the room thinking it was going to like automatically shut off, I changed the screen, the screenshot, like the screen background to it looking like whatever, that it was offline. And I also hid the taskbar that it goes down when your you mouse isn't there. Terrible. <laughs> so you couldn't see that it was actually connected. And girl, I, I Googled some things. <laughs> Oh my heaven. Did your mom ever find out? Well, even if she didn't, she's right here listening she's right now. Finding out now? No, 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 no. She 
it's definitely one of those moments for her that was like, I didn't realize that they were that sneaky, you know, like at some point she figured it out, I believe. Oh, she definitely figured it out. I mean, there was all kinds of like history. I mean, that thing was made to protect people from going on the internet. That's for sure. But it did last a good while, but it was so, it got really bad because we were really sneaky that like, she just had to like super like protect her laptops. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's hilarious. I didn't have to run into that because we didn't have laptops when I was a kid or computers. So mm-hmm. here's that. Right. <laughs> Let's bring that up again. Okay. <laughs> JK. <laughs> All right. I do feel very fancy because I'm on two monitors and I feel like I'm at work. It's really, actually, I feel like a, a radio person. You know what I mean? I, uh, that's the only reason why, not because of how we talk. <laughs> you wait because those two screens can also like hurt your neck if they're at two different levels or at the wrong eye level. Oh, my neck hurts. Like, my laptop is tiny and my TV is huge. That so is on the other screen. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So when in your adult life, did you feel unsafe? Oh, so for me, it, it was definitely when I was pregnant with my first baby. And when you go to leave, I worked until the evening hours. So it was dark and the parking lot was behind the building and it was a big building and there was woods up against the parking lot. So it was very, 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 very dark. And I was pregnant and I did not want to leave and walk all the way around the building to get to my vehicle alone because I was so afraid that there was going to be somebody in the woods. There was going to be somebody from the main street. I don't know. I felt very vulnerable. So a coworker like saw that I was concerned, knew that I was very pregnant and they walked me out to my car every night thereafter so that I would feel safe. Yeah. I also tried to get a parking lot in the front of the building. That did not happen. (laughs) That's sweet that the coworker did that. Oh yeah. She was very, very, very sweet. What about you? What made you feel unsafe as an adult? Uh, I think that the most obvious and the one thing I thought of first was when I first moved to Israel, I definitely like touched on this in the first episode, but I didn't go into the story. But I, when we started dating, my husband and I, my now husband and I, um, I moved in with him at a certain point, like pretty early on. And that night that I moved in with him, he lived in a city called Ashkelon, which is all the way in in the South of Israel. And there was, and the first night that I was there, there was 400 rockets that were sent to like the area that we were living. So all throughout the South. And I had never heard that before. And he was in at work, he was at work and he called me like right when he heard the siren and that whole night, like the windows were shaking and like everything was like super like exploding and like everything, like you can feel the ground shaking for the whole night. And then I would say that's happened like quite a, quite a few times since I've lived here, but now I'm, I'm living in a different place. Uh, but I mean, so it's not the same experience, but for the year and a half or so that we lived there, we had that quite often. Even one time we had to leave the the, the city and go stay by his brother's house. And then also, like on our way there, we were riding our electric bikes to the train station and the, <laughs> why are The minute she laughing? says electric bikes, it's because I know she don't have her driver's license. <laughs> Is this going to be story. every episode? So sorry. So sorry. It's right, <laughs> it's right up there with my crock pot obsession. Here in Israel, there's lots of people on electric bikes. Okay. It's, it's very good. I, I electric, but I'm okay with electric bikes. I just giggle every time you say <laughs> because I have that meme of your cat driving a car. He's going to get slices before you and your husband. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, whatever, Aja. But as we were driving to the train, going back to my serious story after that hilarious thing that you had to say, um, there was a siren and we had to like get off our bikes. We literally like jumped off our bikes and like, I like lay down and he laid down on top of me, like, um, like on the floor and like, cause that thing can go anywhere when they, when they launch a rocket, there's no like specific destination. It's not like missiles that they can like navigate or whatever. I don't know. I think, but with the rockets, it just goes into a direction, you know? Um, no, I, I don't know. Cause I've never been in a place where oh, yeah. there's been a rocket aimed towards me. I don't know how you'd be able to do it. I mean, I guess because of 
the quote unquote area that you live, like if that's like the norm in a sense. But it's a norm in in the smaller area that we'd lived only because in the south, like closer to Gaza at the end of the border is where people are more at risk. I mean, there were times where like Tel Aviv was, I would say like hit, but like not in the way that it was like super mass destruction. But um, at the first time you think like any other storm, like what's the possibility that I would be hit? You know what I mean? But then after that first time, which was also scary, you see all like the damage that it does to places that you go to every day, you know? So we lived on the beach. There was right near the beach, right 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 where we lived there was a like the whole thing was destroyed you know what i mean it's not it's apartment buildings and people die so there was a time where i was in the mall i was at the mall and we all had to go into the stairwell because there were sirens like over and over again it wasn't just one and that was it it was like over and over again and we were trying just trying to get a smoothie at the mall and we were all like so nervous in the stairwell and yeah it's something that everybody goes through, you walk through town or you drive through, ride your bike (laughs) through town. And like, you're surrounded by people who are all going through it. And that almost has like this anxious, eerie feeling because every, everyone is like out only because they have to, but not because they're going out, you know? And you just truly don't know, like you, nothing's expected. There's no book on how things will go when there's rocket attacks, because you just don't know where they're going to go. That's just crazy to me. I don't know. I guess like, I mean, the only thing that I could correlate and not even that I should, but like people who live in areas where there's tornadoes or hurricanes or I mean, cripes, I mean, lightning can strike anywhere or an earthquake. And so I think like the only thing that we really have up here is lightning. Um, a storm corona. doesn't really come. Yeah, Corona. You just don't know how it's going to affect who's it going to hit kind of a thing. But that's about the only thing I can even remotely come close to and that's like so far off from a rocket coming towards you yeah but i mean it does bring similar feelings because i've experienced both so it i can't compare it to a tornado or a hurricane so i've never been in that but i have experienced the rockets and you know there's a very strong possibility that we're moving back there too and the only reason why is because it's it's you know there is ways there well first there's two defenses that are very strong that gives me comfort in one is there's something called the iron dome, which um, is a defense technology from the Israeli um, army where they like basically blow up the missile, the rockets that are coming in. Does that make sense? So like if one look, look in the camera, like if one's flying this way, they can like go on, like block it in the air. So like you'll hear the explosions, but they're actually blowing it up in the air. But well, don't quote me on that technology because I don't know. But But where did that debris go? Like that's got to land. Yeah. That also can hurt people though, like the shrapnel from, from that. But then there's also a security system in place. There's a siren that doesn't warn, that that doesn't say that the rocket is here. It lets you know, you have like 40 seconds or so. It depends on where you live. So where we were, it was like, I think a minute or so I, I could be wrong or 40 seconds, but closer to the place that it is like in places that a lot of people live, it's like 15 seconds. You have to get into there. So there's all over wherever you go here in Israel, there's, um, bomb shelters and you have to know like where your bomb shelter is, because I mean, that can happen maybe not in all of Israel, but in where I was and even where I am now, like we're very close to another border. And that also is scary, but it's not something that's like an active worry as it is down there. So like, um, it's definitely more safer up here, but I mean, in life, like you're never like truly safe. You know, everyone always has to understand that, like, that life happens and you just have to learn how to cope with it. And the number one thing I learned was to give yourself patience. Cause afterwards, like in the moment you're kind of coping as your normal body reaction to anything crazy is you're going to try to, your body's going to normalize it, nor regulate it. Is that the word? <laughs> regulate it. <laughs> regulate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So you're kind of like, it's different to experience it um versus like afterwards where like the fears that come with it when you have time to think about it and it's like you just have to learn to be patient with yourself anytime you have any kind of like ptsd or like life-changing events like when you have those anxieties or fears afterwards to just kind of give be patient and just allow yourself to like feel anxious about things in life you know do you know that the one thing that i have a fear about (laughs) this is so stupid them, that I fear that mother nature has control over that I do not. 
<laughs> it's not a tornado. It's not an earthquake. It's not any, it's a sinkhole. <laughs> I am afraid of sinkholes. Like they just pop up. Like they just swallow you up. You could be, you know, sleeping in your bed and there's a sinkhole under your house and boom, you're down. You're, you know, it's like all these things. Like that's my biggest fear. So when I see like potholes, which we uh, have yeah. tons of here, oh, I'm scared of those too. I am like, is that a future sinkhole? <laughs> am I going to drive into it? I'm scared of like stepping on one of those <laughs> or like the crates on top of the sidewalk. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> my mom made us watch this sci-fi of this like ginormous alligator that like lived in the sewers of like New York or something. <laughs> and it came up through the grates. So every time I'd see a, a sewer cover on the sidewalk, we would jump over it. <laughs> oh, relatable, relatable. <laughs> I still think of it to this day, but now the sewer covers are in the street and not on the sidewalks. But yeah, yeah. I don't know about New Hampshire, but in New York, um, on the street and also in New Jersey, at least maybe we're, oh, I don't know, maybe they got rid of this now that I think about it, where, where we've advanced in technology, but there's like those things on the sidewalk where you can like pick it up, like the pick it up by the handles. And like, it's for people with like stores to get to their storage on the bottom. They would like pick oh. it up and like, you can walk down the stairs or something or a ladder. Oh, I think they have those in like Boston in like the back alleys to get to the back side. Oh, of the yeah. Street. Or like Fortnite. Like if you look at, um, <laughs> if you play Fortnite, they have that in like some of the houses. I do not play Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. I would have no idea. <laughs> oh, I did this morning. <laughs> okay. All right. Now last category. Okay. So when was a time as a kid, did you feel jealous? Now, jealous is usually condoned with maybe a negative emotion. You don't want to ever be jealous or have jealousy. But I will say, then you use the word but, and that kind of like takes away everything before the word but. <laughs> However, um, my cousin Jill, I love her. She was my very first best friend. We're cousins. We're the same age. We went to school together in kindergarten. Um, I absolutely love her to this day. And she went to a different, lived in a different town. So she went to a different school and she got to go on a unicycle. She had a unicycle team. I think they were called the Andover One Wheelers, if I remember correctly. Shout me out, Jill, if I got it wrong, but I think that's what it was called. And they were so good that either they put in for or were invited to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, in which they were. So I got to see them on TV. And I think I was super proud and just a hair bit jealous too, because we tried to ride her unicycle when she bring it over to my grams and we'd all try to give it a whirl. And I was not that coordinated. I couldn't like stay up <laughs> on that thing for more than like two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'd fit on one of those. <laughs> no, you would say it's a seat <laughs> on a wheel, like, but there's nothing else to hang on to. So it's all about balance. And like, I can balance on one leg, but don't stick a wheel underneath me <laughs> exactly to stay upright. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm not like a balanced person. So don't catch me skiing or, well, I have been skiing once, but I didn't make, I didn't even make it to the bunny slopes. I like, think I did it once. And I was like, I don't think I want to fall flat on my, my bottom today. You know, I have a fear of falling, but I also have a way larger fear of heights. So yeah, there's no skiing over here either. Mm -mm, nope. Is it because of my weight that I'm feel uh, I have a fear of falling? Cause like what do, is it like, because I feel like I'm going to injure myself. Um, it could be that it could be the age slowly starting to creep up on your end, but I've had a fear of falling since as far back as I can remember. I don't like to be injured. I, oh, I don't like to be wood. embarrassed either. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's just natural. <laughs> I'm knocking on all the wood things. I no, no broken bones. I don't need anything. Yeah, broken. me too. Let's not even mm -mm. address this besides from remember my, uh, hairline fracture, but whatever. Yeah. I thought mine too, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> we were, you know, technically nothing was broken and I on your end and I never got mine thoroughly checked out. So therefore we're good to go. We don't, we don't need to be doing anything that's going to induce harm. <laughs> well, the time that I felt jealous as a kid, well, I mean, I always did. I mean, I, kids are jealous. What do you mean? Obviously, but, oh. um, we, I had invited my friend over 
for a play date, okay? And then my cousins invited us to go apple picking. <laughs> um, and I always love to go on trips because, you know, as a kid, it's special to go on trips, you know? And my mom didn't let because I invited my friend over to play. So my sister got to go with them because she didn't have a play date. And I was so jealous the whole time I cried. Like I was so, I would just cry the whole time. I don't even know if I ended up having my friend over because of the crying I did. And then afterwards they came back with like pictures and I could still see in my head, the picture of like my sister and my cousin, like back to back with the, the pile of apples in their hands. And I'm just me being so jealous. Like, oh, I'm so, you know, it's not fair. <laughs> I'm still jealous. Oh my gosh. I can't even. Okay. So like number one, like, could your friend have gone apple picking with you? Well, no, because there's only like they had a Honda Civic and there was only like three seats in the back and two in the front. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I totally get that. I totally get that. But I would have been. Yeah, oh, I would have been jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is probably the most and another one would be my uncle who had like all these like cans of soda in his car and I used to be like jealous as a kid because like whenever like they wanted there was always like soda cans in his car but like we did not drink soda like we drank like diet soda and like we sometimes we had soda but like a little bit you know but that's probably better because like turns out when it comes to like weight and stuff like that it probably wouldn't have been a good match for us anyways uh, a diet soda and regular soda are both bad for you regardless i know i know i mean as later on in life we learned that <laughs> so you didn't miss much so don't be jealous of that <laughs> i know the people that drink like coke zero or like things like that like yeah. i mean my sister lost she drinks coke zero and i'm like totally down for like if you like the flavor you know what i mean and and she loves it i mean she doesn't drink it that often like she's not like whatever like uh it's not like a habit know. she's just that's her choice you know I drank soda like a lot when I was a teen I mean like a lot and then even as a young adult and then a few years ago I stopped drinking it due to health you know precautions like I just was like okay we can exonate this out of my life just 100% don't need it and I tried drinking over the weekend a ginger ale and it's all fizzy. And oh, yeah, I, yeah. It, the minute I went to go drink it, you know what pop rocks are? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I remember my kids getting those and they made me try it. And mm -hmm. that's all I can relate to. When I took a sip of ginger ale, that's what it felt like in my mouth. It felt like an explosion with all these bubbles and it was all that carbonated soda mm -hmm. syrupy stuff. Yeah, uh, couldn't I, I had like a couple like two sips because I just tried and I was just like I don't even know how people can swallow this stuff because it just felt like pop rockets going off. Yeah, I, I guess so. You have to you kind of have to like be adjusted to it, you know. Oh, definitely. But like my teenage years, like I remember throwing hissy fits if I didn't have Pepsi because that was my preferred carbonated soda. <laughs> <laughs> I would say mine was would be Dr Pepper, but as a kid we drank like Diet Dr Pepper, like. Uh. Okay, Dr. Pepper's gross and diet Dr. Pepper couldn't have been any better. <laughs> Ew. I know people like Dr. Pepper. No. I did not, clearly. <laughs> it wasn't bad then, but like now looking back, like, I don't think it would be my choice to drink. Probably if I was really thirsty. <laughs> it's so much thirst. So it literally makes your mouth like... It makes you more thirsty. Yeah, it's like sticky syrup. It's like, I would rather take a, a swig of you know simple syrup <laughs> the soda is different here they have like real sugar in it but still it's disgusting whatever i still drink like once in a while but like only if it's there i won't i probably won't go to the store and buy it like i like water i like flavored like drinks i like making like nana like no what's not in, in english i don't even know if that's english or Hebrew, like spearmint spearmint with like lemon and water that's good to me Ugh, I wish that there was more options. It's such a fun game. Oh, absolutely. Like, we'll definitely have to, you know, do more than just one chapter. And maybe we'll have a few chapters. And we No, this go is a chapter and... book. That is the whole point. You mean a different series, like a series number. Yeah, there we go. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, I, I like to hear stories about like the things that just randomly come up when we do things like this, you know, because when do we ever talk about this stuff when we're just talking together? You know what I mean? 
Right. Especially when you bring up things like from your childhood and then you like, don't ever think about them unless somebody asks or something comes yeah. up. And so like intent, cool cards. Yeah, I still need to know more about that. <laughs> but now, you know, like when somebody is buried, that there is a full team that puts this stuff into motion. <laughs> now, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Bit Above Pod, this Friday's episode. We put out episodes every Wednesday and every Friday. So if you click subscribe, you'll get notified when the new episodes come out. You can follow us on social media at A Bit Above Pod or email us at a bit above pod at gmail.com. Thank you. And we'll be back on Wednesday.